one of the most important elements of black culture is the black sitcom. A new sitcom has been released on Netflix and the verdict is in. The people are talking. The culture is getting a hold of it and people have a lot to say. But it isn't really real until black equity puts their stamp of decision on it. The decision comes today. By popular demand, we have to put this episode out. This has to be done for the culture. They can't just slide something through Netflix, call it a black sitcom, and then nobody talks about it. Everybody runs into their corners and everybody's talking their money talks and their real estate talks and their crypto talks. And everybody's talking and talking about everything else. But one of the most important things, all that is important, but one of the most important things in the culture is the black sitcom, my friends. Yes, the beautiful black sitcom, you know, that that that. Good times, you know, the two two sevens, uh, you, the, the, the Cosby show, the family matters. I mean, the list goes on and on of so many great sitcoms, uh, living single, uh, girlfriends. Uh, where do you want me to go with this? The, the black sitcom reigns supreme as a cornerstone of black culture and in many ways is the foundation of how we see black people in society. And yet a new black sitcom shows up and black Twitter is silent. Black Twitter is too busy looking at cucumbers and ice cream, Donald Trump's and Ice babes. And we're too busy looking around to notice what Netflix is doing. Today's episode is not your typical episode. Today's examination is not your typical examination. As we gather around to have the conversation about the black sitcom, I want to warn you. This is not going to be easy because in this show, we have people that we all love. You got Tia Maori from Sister Sister, you know, a black sitcom. You have Loretta Devine, uh, you know, a legend in the game. And I'm sure she would tell you that one of the most important things you can do is have a black sitcom. And so she is uh, really the anchor. Loretta Devine is the anchor of the show. She plays the the grandmother for the the children. And the, the kids and everybody's having to move from Seattle over to, I believe, Georgia or Alabama, one of the two. And they're going to have to uh, move in together and be a part of this big family. Now, I'm not here to give up uh, the whole show and the premises, but I am here to study the wisdom, but most importantly, 
on this episode, I want to understand the black equity of it all. It stars Tia Mowry. It stars Loretta Devine, uh, Talia Jackson, Isaiah Russell Bailey, Cameron J. Wright, Anthony Alibi. And right now there are 10 episodes live on Netflix. This show is a wake-up call to how people see the black experience. Now, the question is, and here's your first piece of equity. The first piece of equity in this situation is this. I'm looking at the production company of this show. The production company is called Mega Diva. That's where the money is. Why do I know that's where the money is? Because through all of our studies, everybody in the game has told us, stop paying attention to the actors. Stop paying attention to the actresses. Stop paying attention to who's in front of the camera. Pay attention to where the production company is. Everybody's saying pay attention to the production company, and yet everybody is trying to be an actor, a model, and everything in between. And I am here to say, here we go with the production company. Now, the production company is called Mega Diva. This is very important. Grab your notebook. Grab your pen. Because we got to dive in to figure out, well, who the hell is Mega Diva? <laughs> who the hell is Mega Diva Production Company? Well, when we pull up Mega Diva, this is what we find. When you do some digging, you'll see that Mega Diva Productions is under the production and distribution of motion pictures, television productions, and it is assigned to Meg Deloach. Meg Deloach. So I got to find out, like, who is Meg Deloach and why is she making the family reunion? And so do I find someone that is of the culture? Meg Deloach is, uh, appears to be a black woman, appears to have uh, some black equity here. You know, when you go on uh, Twitter, you can find Meg Deloach, the true mega diva uh, on Twitter. And she's been posting about family reunion. So that's a that's a sigh of relief that the production company appears to be owned by a black woman. Now, why why does that matter? Because so many times in the past, they would hand over our stories to white executives. And so for Meg Deloach to be live on black equity and owning her craft is something we must applaud. So now that we know that Meg Deloach uh, has been part of the ensemble of all black writers and uh, having 
uh, all black writers for the Netflix family reunion starring Tia Mari and Laura Devine. And so there's articles all over the place about Deloach and what she's doing and, and how she is taking things to another level. But it's funny. She is a black woman with a black owned uh, production company and it's all black writers. And so the first piece of equity is Bravo. We kept it all black. Then we signed it over to Netflix. And that, my friends, brings me to my second piece of equity. The culture is looking at the second piece of equity like, hey, this is a really great opportunity. But man, imagine, just imagine if we can get this quality of sitcom on a space like Quality TV. Now, for those who don't know, Quality TV is curated content for black culture. If you haven't downloaded the app, you probably should because it's designed for you and it's made by us. But I digress. This time it's on Netflix because Netflix is willing to pay the big dollars. That being said, there is a conversation in the culture that this show just focuses on stereotypes. It's it's every scene is a stereotype of black culture and it's so weird. What if I what what if it's what if the real issue isn't is not necessarily black writers or white writers because this this had an all black writing room. And yet I'm still seeing post after post on social media that this entire show is all stereotypical things from church to the dark skinned girls after the light skinned girls. The every scene is uh, trying to tackle issues. But for many people, it comes off as uh, focusing almost too much. On the blackness of it all. I don't know. It it puts it it is in a it puts us in a really tough spot here because it's hard to go against Loretta Divine. It really is. It's hard to go against Tia Mari. It really is. It's hard to go against a black woman who owns a production company. It's hard to go against an all black product uh, writing staff. I mean, this the the deck is stacked where you almost have to just appreciate the black equity that is tied to this show. Yet all the reviews come in and people aren't that satisfied with the show. They don't like that the the teenage girl on the show is so light uh, compared to everyone else. And they made fun of it and they try to put it into the story. They don't like that. The dark skinned girls attacked the light skinned girl. They don't like the grandmother, you know, whooping her child. It, it, everything on the show 
is is somewhat accurate to black culture. But I guess what a lot of people were looking for was an opportunity to kind of dream forward and and dream where where it could be. And it feels like we kind of went backwards. Like this is how, you know, they do it. I think what people were looking for and some people haven't watched the full season. I think what a lot of people were looking for was for the grandma to go to Seattle. Imagine what would happen when the grandma has to come into their world. And what kind of family reunion would that be? I think when you come into her world, it's almost like you're taking a step backwards to a previous generation and how they think and how things used to be. I'm not saying what's right or what's wrong. I'm just saying the audience appears not to be excited by this Netflix They appear not to be excited by this mega diva productions. They appear not to be satisfied with this Tia Mari and Loretta Devine. I'm not saying it's not great work. I actually was enjoying it. But then the commentary comes out and the black black culture is saying, yo, this ain't it, dog. This ain't it for me. I think the show is good. But here's where it misses the mark on equity number two. The second piece of equity is, are you dreaming? Are you dreaming the future? Are you just reliving the past? I think they got caught reliving what a lot of people went through. Maybe season two, maybe if there's a third season, they can dream forward a little bit. But it it seems like in the writer's room, It seemed like in an all-black writer's room, everybody was talking about all the things that they ever experienced, and they threw it all on paper. But I don't think black people want to go backwards. I think they're looking to move forward. And I don't know if that, I don't know if that is where a lot of black writers currently are. I don't know. And so I would challenge if you are a black writer, if you're looking to get into film, I want to invite you on the show because I want to talk about the future of black film, the future of black TV, because I think inside of this problem is an opportunity for us to create a new normal and set a new standard. I think the third piece of equity here is it's cool having um, the black writers, the black production company. All those things are awesome. The black actors and actresses, all that is just awesome. But I think the third step is you have to have black distribution. Yeah, I think I think areas like quality TV and other places where we are building uh, opportunities for us to distribute the content. I think that's important as well. And so for those who are interested, let's look at partnering together to figure out we can pull our resources and let's create other distribution opportunities or working with the current distribution opportunities that are out there to create uh, exponential growth within the market. If you're not getting into distribution, you have to ask yourself why. 
the production company is great, but let's also get into distribution. Let's let's get the writers. We have to cover all bases here. You can't rely on Netflix because here's the thing: that's too much. Ne- that's too much power for Netflix to have. They are currently, as I'm recording this, recording a story where they took out, you know, a piece of content from 13 Reasons Why, uh, where it was too graphic. See, that's a lot of creative control for the distributor to have. Now, I get it. I get why, because you don't want the backlash. You've already had a lot of backlash with 13 Reasons Why. I get that. But that's a little bit too much power from Netflix to decide the creative control of the content that comes on their platform. Now, what I am saying is we should be able to have our own platform so we can make those decisions for ourselves, because if if they can do that with that show, they can do that with any show. And so I would challenge that we figure out a way to create a distribution channel that uh, can create a space for black creators, black film directors, black uh, TV directors, all the great creators in the space where they can go and where they can and hone at their craft and also get paid fair wages for that. We have to create that space. It's, it's needed. And there are opportunities already there, but there's an opportunity for us to build even further. Let's start looking at that. If you would like to partner on that, contact me. Let's figure out a way to create for the next black sitcom, because I think where we're missing the mark here is we're not being futuristic enough. In this particular show, we're going backwards. We have to move forward. And of course, they're going to green light this show because in this show, they're going backwards. Would they green light the show if it was moving forward? Would they put the money and and the, the budget behind a show that was moving in the direction where we're progressing and thinking on a higher level? I don't know. I don't know if they would do that. And that's why it's such a pivotal conversation to have in the community. But we're too busy looking at cucumbers. We're too busy looking at ice creams. We're too busy looking around at everything else that we may have missed an opportunity for us to gather around and create a new space for black equity at its fullest potential.